Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. A little smoother there, kickoff here. You did very well. Very well. Look at you learning. Uh, Welcome back. It is indeed hour number two, as Trent Condon just alluded to. We're here right up until noon every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon talking sports with you. We're about, oh, 12 minutes or so away from Zubin Mahente, ESPN uh, Sports Center anchor. We go around the world of sports with Zubin. It's always a, uh, I think it's a really good segment. There's not just one topic. We go from sport to sport and uh, whatever. We play the hits. Fair to say? That's the way to do it. With Zubin and then uh, Petey, Ross Peterson's going to come in here. I just went down the hall. Mm-hmm. It's good to see a lot of old faces again. Uh, well, not. You know what? Let me. It's good to see a lot of faces again. Oh, you don't want to throw the old no, in there? No, 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 I don't. Um, and you'll know why in a second. Tommy Birch, you saw. Randy Peterson, mm-hmm. I saw. Uh, and then Chris and Ross, uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they were down the hall and good to see them and spent a couple of minutes with them. Uh, Hackfest is back, and it's coming back to Copper Creek on the 19th of July. I don't know if we're to embargo that for any reason. Would we be? I There, we there wasn't anything in the email that said not anything, to talk about absolutely. it, right? All right, so let's do this. Let's talk about uh, sports wagering in Iowa and potentially what the landscape is going to look like. When the governor signs the bill, which uh, apparently is expected to happen, okay, um, if indeed it gets to her desk, that the that she is expected to uh, to sign off on that. Um, sat in a meeting yesterday, and and like kind of similar to the Hackfest message, I wasn't told to, you know don't say anything. Um, it's not it's not any information that you wouldn't be able to find out on your own. But there was there was some. T- Talk over the last couple of weeks when Trent and I kind of dipped our toe into the topic as to, you know, how it's going to be done in the state of Iowa. Are you going to, um, are you going to have to bet in a brick and mortar? Uh, institution, meaning will you have to go to Prairie Meadows, will you have to go to Wild Rose Jefferson or to Wild Rose uh, Clinton or Emmitsburg or any of the, I think there's 19 casinos in the that state of many? Iowa. I think there's 19. Yeah. Uh, somewhere around that. Uh, and the answer is yes to begin with, but apparently what is going to be given the thumbs up right off the bat, Trent Condon, is wagering on your mobile device when we've talked about this in the past and you you weren't positive that was going to happen well there's two models there's mm-hmm. the new jersey model which is which, by the way have you seen the handle in new jersey Since monstrous a, over a one point i think it's 1.6 billion dollars since they first started taking wagers prior to the football season now admittedly on the other side of the river is new york city mm-hmm. so right if you're at the meadowlands um, you know, you've got a pretty good, cause you can't wager legally yet in New York. But the talk was there's the, they call it the New Jersey way or the Mississippi way. And the Mississippi way right now is you have to go and bet on site. You can't wager on your mobile device. Mm-hmm. You have to actually go to a wild rose or to a prairie or to a Meskwaki or to a, Oh, what's the one down the road going south? Uh, in Osceola. Yes, uh, Lakeside. Terribles. Terribles now, right. It's terrible. Or any of the properties that you would have to actually go and place your wager. Well, you're going to have to go, and you're going to be able to open up an account. They want to see you. They want to know who's wagering mm-hmm. on the app. Um, but once you do that, you'll be able to fund it 
or to request a check if you happen to hit a lick Mm -hmm. on any given weekend. So once you go once, you're not going to have to continue to go back. To, to place your bets. That's, I, I think, think music it's to better's ears. And you know what that also will do? That will significantly, I mean significantly, bump up the amount of money bet in not only Polk County, but in the state of Iowa. Well, because you don't have to go down there and It's a replenish. long way from West Des Moines to Altoona. It or is. West Des Moines to Jefferson. I've it's made, a long way. I've made that drive before both ways. I bet you have. And it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's a haul to get out there. Absolutely. But all of a sudden, I just pull out my debit card or my credit card, mm-hmm. and I throw another few hundred bucks in there. And... Show your ID the first time. They know who's making the wagers. Uh-huh. Now, that's what's, that's what's going forward. Here's the thing that I did not know until yesterday. There are a couple of major... I'm talking major Iowa companies. I'm not going to name the companies. One of them's famous for pizza. <laughs> the other one, you can find a helpful smile in every darn aisle. All right. So I'm, I'm not glad you name didn't them. say who they were. No, I'm not going to do that. No. I don't want to betray any confidences. That's here. why you're a professional, Ken. I am. They want in. How? Great question. I don't think that... I think, and if, I think they're going to get in through... The lottery, who wants to be involved. Iowa Lottery okay. wants to be involved in this. Uh-huh. So um, what they will do is, I think they'll do it differently mm-hmm. as opposed to individual game betting. Sure. Do you remember when Delaware, you, you may or may not know this. I had a, a college friend that lived in Delaware for right. a number of years, and he told me about the parlay cards. Parlay cards. Now, when PASPA was first outlawed back in whatever year it was, I'm going to say 1990. That sounds right, yeah. It's somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Delaware was one of the states that was grandfathered in, believe it or not. I think Montana was one. Nevada clearly was one. And I think Delaware was one. But Delaware, you had to bet on a parlay card. So what I think is going to happen with with the famous for pizza or the helpful smile in every aisle is they're going to do it kind of in a jackpot version where you're going to have to parlay. I don't know what the number of games they're going to make you. They're going to do it differently. They, they want to do it differently than the brick-and-mortar casinos. Um, so we'll see. I don't, I don't know which is going to be more popular. But look at there's Casey's in every town. There is. Ivy's everywhere, right? But how annoying. I mean, I already get annoyed now, when I go in there. You're not going to go the there. cashiers to do it. It'll okay. be a kiosk, I oh, would assume. I was going to say, like, waiting for a guy that's got 50 lottery tickets, and he's sitting there scratching off his tickets. <laughs> Doesn't that I, get frustrating? I just want to pay for my gas. Can I know. We get well, going get a here? debit card. You never well, have yeah, to go then, in. And then you don't have to go in. Right. Well, maybe I want to get a slice of pizza. Well, maybe you do. Yeah. I get that. Um, so anyways, that's the, that's the intel that I learned yesterday. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we are... We're very far down the road. It is yes. waiting for it to be signed. Yeah. Uh, this is well, No, it's, waiting. it's not waiting to be signed. They're still working on the law. But here's what's, here's what's promising. And it's hard to get 19 entities at any time to go in the same direction, sure. right? And these casinos all want to get the edge on somebody else. If you're in the same business, you're looking for an edge on somebody else's business. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all working together. There's unity. Yeah, solidarity in this. And if it's going to happen, that's how it's going to happen. So that was what I learned yesterday, that you are going to have to, in all likelihood, once it's passed, at least the first time, go to your favorite casino throughout the state of Iowa that offers. I'm not sure all of them will offer it. I mean, it's not. Here's the here's the misnomer about this thing. It's not the pot of gold that some people think it is. It's not just hand over fist. No. And... Trent, if you hold 3%, yes. that's what the goal is for the properties in Nevada. They want to hold 3% of the handle. 
If they do, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. It's not the and you can see stories right now that New Jersey's holding double digits. Yes, I mean that's tremendous, but it's going to change. It's not going to hold up. It's not going to hold up. No doubt about that. All right, so that's uh, that's the, what I learned over uh, a meeting yesterday afternoon. Makes me excited. It should. I yeah. think it, I think it'll be here. Oh, if I had to guess. I don't know if it, once they flip the switch, once the thumbs up, once the governor signs, some will open the doors like within an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go out to Prairie, I think they got these those great big panel boards out there and pardon our dust, but you can't see what's on the other side of those big boards, but you know something's going on behind yeah. them. What I was told is the um, that's what's behind it. They're ready to flip the switch. They're ready to flip the switch or will be. All right, Eric wants to chime in. Uh, Eric, thanks for being patient. I uh, appreciate you uh, coming on here. Uh, what's on your mind, Eric? Uh, uh, by the way, Zoom in about five minutes. Hi, Eric. Hey, uh, I just like everybody's talking about the demise of the Cyclone basketball team. After this week, we played our three toughest conference games at the road at Texas Tech and Kansas twice. We're going to be fine. I still think we're going to get 11-12 conference wins, and we're going to get back in the tournament. We had a bad week. We yep. won both those games. No doubt. I think it's going to be good now. Okay, thanks, Eric. Appreciate the call. You know, it's interesting, too, when you look at the schedule – Two tough road games coming up. They're two most difficult, right? With Texas Tech. Yeah, and then Monday night at uh, Allen Fieldhouse. But that SEC Challenge game, which before the season began, said, oh, they get Ole Miss. Yeah. Ole Ole Miss had a nice win this past weekend. Two of them. They knocked off Mississippi State, and who else? And before that, they beat Auburn. Did they? Yeah. They are in the top 25. Is that game in... Where is that game? It's in Oxford. You going to go? I love it. You love Oxford. You know what? We went to the Liberty Bowl, my wife and I. We took a day trip... It was like 90 miles from Memphis. I had no idea how close it was. What a beautiful southern, deep southern town. You know, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so glad we went there. It wasn't out of our way. Uh, went to the football stadium, you know, the Eli Manning's pictures, or uh, not, or what do you call it? Is a big poster thing? Mural. Uh, yeah, a mural. A mural. Uh, yeah, a mural. Him and. Uh, but just the town square was just absolutely spectacular. We'll take a timeout. Zubin Mahente joins us next. Ross Peterson, Trent, and I are going to spend a few minutes talking fishing. Uh, then we'll do a little tube talk before we get out of here. Busy tomorrow. Cappy's going to be here uh, working on a couple of other things. We're going to do a whole lot on Texas Tech and Iowa State tomorrow. Scott Dockerman. Uh, he's going to be part of the conversation tomorrow as well. You know, when we were mentioning sports writers and just how uh, happy we are um, and how fortunate we are to have, I think, the, the writing talent we do in this state, uh, I got a text that you didn't mention Doc. And oh, shame yes. Shame on me for not. But is he eligible? That's a great question that I have no clue. Because if you're... I is think, it newspapers I only? it was. Yeah, probably. So that eliminates Doc being at the Athletic. All right, Pete, I don't want to make you hold, Pete, so we'll take you right now. Welcome to the program, Pete. How are you? Good. Uh, question for you on how casinos would balance, like, local betters against the line. So, like, if I'm in Iowa City, I'm a casino, and the Hawks are playing, I would guess I'm going to see yeah. a big movement on the line no question. the Hawks. Yep. And so... How do you handle that if you if the real line is five in Vegas and you the local betters have bet the line to nine, for example? I mean, I, and then potentially like what happens if people are betting from outside the area into 
against that line. Well, they can't. For you, you, yeah, you can't. Well, you're going to have different. It's a great point, Pete. Uh, obviously, you know a little something about it. It's a great question, and I appreciate the call. Um, but Pete's right on the money. I mean, we see the the sports books in Philadelphia now. The Eagles number is. I mean, everybody bets the Eagles. Yes, yes, right. But it, the number that you, the number in Philadelphia is maybe uh, Eagles plus three. Uh, if you go to Vegas, it's Eagles plus five because it's a disproportionate amount of money. The money stays in state. There will you cannot lay off Iowa handle into the state of Nevada. Okay, so at it, least at this point. So the liability still will yes. be in state, and that's right. why well, I'm in Vegas and I can get the Hawks minus three. Mm-hmm. And now I'm got to lay four and a half at Prairie. No, you're you're 100 right. I mean Jefferson, their their proximity to Iowa State. Yes, right. You would think that. Um, you got to open wide and swallow, and if if you want to bet on Iowa State, you're going to get in all likelihood a different number just because of the disproportionate amount of handle on quote one of the locals. And here's the other thing I learned in the meeting. I'm glad Pete brought this up, and I forgot to mention it earlier. Wagering on Iowa, wagering on Iowa State in the state of Iowa at this point, thumbs up. Nice surprised. They are not going to. They meaning the legislators at, do not have an appetite. From what I'm told of taking Iowa and Iowa State off the board. Big news. That's excellent. Huge handle news. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Zubin Mahente is going to join us. We'll go around the world of sports with Zubin. Glad you're with us. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. FullerDental.net, Dr. Stephen Fuller. A couple of locations for FullerDental.net uh, on the east side of Polk County, uh, East 29th Street in Des Moines, 2822. Uh, East 29th Street in Des Moines, Doc Fuller, by the way. My dentist, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. If you're new to the area or looking for another dentist, uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry, FullerDental.net. Uh, Zubin Mehente, ESPN. Zubin, you know where I want to start with you. I want to start by saying welcome to the program. And then I want to go to Allen Fieldhouse last night because I can't tell you how much I appreciated Holly Rowe running through the bowels of Allen Fieldhouse, showing, taking the ESPN audience behind the scenes. I've never been there. I kind of feel like I... I'm not saying I feel like I've been there now, but Zubin, I saw some things that normally we wouldn't have seen. Whoever came with that uh, up with that idea to do that, um, full marks for them. How are you? Good. I couldn't agree more. Kenny and I, Kenny Maynard and I were doing Sports Center after uh, Big Monday. That was the second half of the game. And we were sitting there watching it, looking at Bill Self's ring collection, going through the bowels, like you said, the Allen Field House. It's pretty awesome. And the thing that I took away from that, besides the fact that there's so much history there and how great it is, is is I was telling Trent this in the commercial break. When I'm watching the game, I'm thinking about you guys because the game ended, I'd say, around like 10.05, your time. And it was 80-78. And I remember looking at it and saying, you know, we talk about this is the year, somebody going to knock off Kansas. Now, I still think Texas Tech right now, it has a really good chance. Mm -hmm. But the day that Iowa State knocked them off on that Saturday when Joe Azubuke got hurt on Friday, you say to yourself, okay, Iowa State wins that game. I know it hasn't been great for the Cyclones since then, but you look at it, you look at Kansas Post as the bouquet, and they talked about this on the broadcast last night with Bob and friends. You look at it and say, okay, they look a little vulnerable. Out of absolutely thin air appears this guy on body, right? I mean, out of nowhere. And he looks great against Texas Christian. And then last night we're doing the show, and during one of the commercial breaks, one of the producers says to me, 
when you come back, recap the Texas score with Kansas, and then uh, talk to Holly Rowe. She's with Marcus Garrett. And mm. I was like, what? So I looked at the box score. I was like, why is he with Marcus Garrett? <laughs> I mean, 20. And sure enough, I look at the box score. He's got 20 points. Yeah. And so anytime we're ready to count, Kansas out. And I'm not saying Iowa State's not talented. I know they are. And I'm not saying Texas Tech doesn't play a nasty brand of basketball. I know they do. But anytime you're ready to count Kansas out, even when they lose somebody like Azubuke, boom, here comes Agbaji, who they wanted to redshirt. Boom, here comes Marcus Garrett. So just when you're ready to both throw the old dirt on Kansas, they always, always, always have something in the hopper. It's pretty amazing. It really is. You know, Trent, before you jump in here, I went back and looked at the Iowa State-Kansas box store specifically to mm-hmm. see what Garrett did against the club. He had eight points. I mean, he couldn't miss last night for a spell. Sorry to interrupt. No, no problem. And, and a great double header for you last night. You know, Zubin, I want to get your perspective on this. So, so Duke Syracuse in game one goes to overtime. It's fun to see Duke lose. Zion Williamson has kind of created his own niche here. It's taken the Duke niche and, and taking it to another level. But you look at him statistically. He's doing things that have never been done in college basketball history. His PER is absolutely through the roof. Is it difficult, that dichotomy, knowing that some people, they, they get the fatigue hearing about Duke and hearing about Zion, yet also understanding just what an incredible talent this guy is? I don't, because I think at the end of the day, KXNO has to put on the air what your listeners want, which I assume in some order is Iowa and Iowa State interchangeably, followed by breaking you and I, high school sports, and then your regional pro teams. And we're doing the same thing. And every single piece of our data and polling that you guys do to talk about what you're going to talk about, we do the same thing. And every single piece of data we have says people cannot get enough of Zion Williamson. Their game against Texas Tech late December Mm -hmm. Madison Square Garden was on ESPN2 and had over a million viewers, which may not seem like a lot in the the grand scheme of things, but uh, a million viewers on ESPN2 is gigantic. A million viewers on ESPN is one thing. Um, That's really not cutting it on ESPN for a lot of events. But at ESPN 2, 1.1 million people, that was opposite a bowl game, which is why I'm pretty sure that game was on ESPN 2. Normally, a Zion-featured game at Madison Square Garden would have better billing, but I'm pretty sure a bowl contract probably prevented that from happening. So, you know, that's a random non-conference game against an opponent or a rival in which Duke has very little to no history against. And people were tuning into droves on what we consider to be a secondary channel to watch that. Last night was amazing. You're right. Um, he had 35 points. He took 20 shots. He was 12 to 20. Missed a critical free throw down the stretch. You do have to criticize that because, obviously, that could have maybe ended up winning the game uh, for Duke. You never quite know. Uh, on the other side of efficiency was R.J. Barrett, who's actually drawn a lot more criticism all year long than Zion Williamson going back to the Gonzaga game in Maui. He was 8 first. 30 last night. So Zion and RJ took 50 shots. Jack White, um, this is the kind of night it was. Over 10. Jack White was over 10 from three, and that's not exactly what you want to see. One thing I will tell you, I was talking to Coach Greenberg last night. He joined us after the game because obviously uh, trying to win a little different than most people would have thought. The Trey injury with him being out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was Virginia Saturday on college game day. The one thing that Coach said was, and I'm just going to regurgitate what he said, one reason it could hurt Duke in the short term is because Trey is the point guard, and he's able to get R.J. Barrett those passes in the seam. When R.J. Barrett is cutting to the basket, who's hitting him? Trey Jones is hitting him. When Zion is flying into the lane, who's hitting him? Trey yep. Jones is hitting him with those passes. 
And now RJ is not going to be able to be the recipient of those passes as he flies into the lane. He's probably going to have to play point guard more, and he's going to have to be the facilitator as opposed to the one that ends up on the receiving end. That may pose some issues for Duke as well. Obviously, got to mention Cam British missed the game with an illness. I assume it's flu-like, so I assume he'll be back on Saturday, but not in a trade zone. Might make it a little harder for Zion and RJ to get the ball exactly where they want it, according to Stephanie. Hmm. You know, I got to give some. Trent and I have done two segments uh, on on this game last night. We didn't mention Battle, who was unbelievable, yeah. and the big kid, the seven two, whose name I'm just going to butcher. So I'm going to Chakwa Chikwu. Um, you know who he is. The, uh, he's really good and a difference maker, and just owned the boards. Zubin, I want to move on with you. Uh, I want to ask your take on Kyler Murray, who is I don't know. Five nine, five nine and a half, somewhere around there. I know Baker Mayfield's just a tad under six one. I remember being at Big Twelve Media Days and watching uh, RG three, uh, seeing him in person for the first time, and thought to myself, I looked at Peralt and I said, God, he's going to get killed. Uh, he's just so slight. Um, Kyler Murray, and that was playing against Big Twelve competition before he decided. Right. Um, what do you what do you think? Is he making a mistake walking away from? And look, he's a Heisman winner for crying out loud. A kid can play football. I get it, but can he play football in the NFL? Well, I'll tell you two things that we ran last night. Can you be producing our show? It's everything you're asking me, we did last night, making it easy on here. Hmm. Now, uh, it's basically one of those things where um, we had Eduardo Perez on last night, and we said, "Listen, uh, we're sitting in our meeting, and we're like, all right, listen, everybody has seen." Tyler plays football. Everybody sees his highlights. He's won the Heisman. You've watched an Oklahoma game, if not more than one game this year. Maybe the playoff game, which he acquitted himself well in the last three quarters. Maybe one of the games against Texas. Whatever the case may be, almost everybody in our audience has seen uh, him play football. But not a ton of people have seen him play baseball. So we called Eduardo, who played in the big for 13 years, and we said, hey, can you come on, watch some video of Kyler playing at Oklahoma, and tell us what you think about him. And whether football or baseball seems more feasible because football's been talked out. And Dion said yesterday on Sports Center, Dion Sanders, that, look, I could get off a plane at a, as the cornerback uh, out of a baseball stadium anywhere, hop on a plane and go play. Uh, he put the words in Bo Jackson's mouth and said if Bo needed to just, you know, hop off a plane in Kansas City and go play for the Raiders, they could just hand him the ball and he could go. But Dion seemed to think at the quarterback position, it would be very difficult split time. I mean, this is coming from a guy who obviously knows. He said, if you're a CB like me, or running back like Bo, or somebody like Brian Jordan that's not playing quarterback, it's a little bit easier. But playing quarterback really makes it difficult for Murray. So I said, okay, we'll buy that. And then I looked at it from the baseball side, and Eduardo said some things I'd never talked about. He goes, I watched Kyler Murray's speed. He goes, he timed him. 11 and a half seconds on a triple, which, again, contextually doesn't mean anything, but Eduardo was like, that's incredible. 11 and a half seconds to get from first to third on a triple. He says Kyler's got a high leg kick that he's got to work on and can work on. And my last question for him, we decided, was what does he need to do to get a speed um, in baseball? If, in ba- if indeed baseball is where he goes, just because that's where the guaranteed money is at this very smoke with the $4.66 million. And he basically said he's going to need about 1,500 plate appearances to get to where he needs to be right now. And obviously, if you're averaging about 500 at that season in the majors or minors, realizing the minors is a little bit different in terms of that, that depending on what the season's like, that's three full years. Three full years. So um, I think football is an interesting option, but if he goes to baseball, uh, Eduardo Perez at least thinks there are some really great things about him, his bat speed, his overall speed, but he's going to need 
minimally to try to make an impact. But it does say something that Sunday night Billy Bean and the A's front office was at his home, uh, whether people are discussing what kind of financial payment he would need in front of baseball to make the commitment. The idea that this guy's a top 10 pick, they look at him as a five-school sort of talent, and the idea that if the A's were to lose him to the NFL, they would not receive any compensation. So you stick your neck out, draft this guy top 10 for a team and an organization we know that's built on drafting guys because they're not spending a ton of money in free agency. There would be no recourse and absolutely no level of compensation should they lose Kyler Murray. So there's a lot on the line here monetarily for Kyler, but there's a ton on the line here for the A's. You just don't want to pick up somebody in the top 10 and poof, it's gone like it never happened with no compensation coming. Zubin Mahete, as we go around the world of sports from ESPN, joining us. Zubin, uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Your beloved MBA, James Harden, is going off. Now, I'm not watching it. I'll, I'll pick it up in April, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more there. So, so fill me in. What am I missing right now with Harden, who I just hate watching play basketball? Okay, I'll, I'll play the role of Jim Brinson and get into the <laughs> NBA discussion way too early. Forever. No, um, I think what's happening is, you know, all the uh, the big the big term now in basketball, in the NFL, obviously, you know, it used to be quarterback rating, now it's QBR. In baseball, it used to be batting average, and now it's OPS. In the NBA, it used to be PER, which is the player efficiency rating, how efficient are you when you're out there. That statistic has morphed into something they call usage rate. And that essentially is, you know, when you've got the ball, how many times uh, do you have the ball per game relative to anybody else? Sending it a great stat last night. Think about this. Going into last night's game, this is how much James Harden is holding the ball. And maybe this is why, Trent, you don't love it as much. Going into last night's game where he scored 57 and had 30 points for the 17th straight game at least. Rockets are 13-4 in that stand, by the way. But he doesn't have a lot of help. Chris Paul is hurt. Clint Capella, who's a great rim protector for them last night, injured his thumb. He didn't play either. He's out, I think, four to six weeks. James Harden last night, going into last night's game, had 4,000, and this is where technology is so great. He had 4,000 dribbles, 4,000 dribbles, more than anyone else in the NBA. Now, generally, he's taking one dribble and shoot it. <laughs> but <laughs> one of those things where that just goes to show you how ball-dominant he is. But I'm going to stick up for Harden here. They're 13-4 and four in those games in which he scored 30-plus. It's a cool streak, breaking Kobe's streak since the NBA merger in 69-70. But in his defense, he really has no options. Chris Paul is hurt. Like I said, Capella is hurt. And they're winning doing this. Obviously, if you use Harden's terms, he is dog-tired. That's the word he used yesterday after this stretch. They got the Nets next. They got the Lakers, who probably are not going to have LeBron next after that on Saturday. And so you're looking at this streak continuing. So you might be gritting your teeth a little bit more, Trent. But I think the numbers nerds in the NBA, believe me, there are a lot of them if you watch the NBA. They absolutely love this streak. Hmm, that's a great stat. Isn't 4, it technology? Dribbles. Uh, d- does it also have how many extra steps he gets away with in there? Oh, nice. <laughs> Probably similar number. Yeah, 4,000. <laughs> Analytics, great stuff. I, that's a, that's an that's a amazing stat, Zubin. All right, let's finish up on this. Uh, we're down to four, sadly, uh, in the NFL. Uh, I like the, I like, I mean, it's one and the two, right? It's Lawrence Welk, a one and a two, or no, one and a two um, in the AFC and the NFC. 
Which one's got a chance to be a better game, Zubin, factoring in the you know potential for ice bowl-type conditions in Kansas City? Which one's got a chance to be the better of the two games? What will we open up with on Monday? I think the NFC is going to be the closer game, but I like the AFC matchup more. There's just too many things around the AFC matchup that I find to be interesting if I was a radio host or a TV host in terms of how juicy could we get on Monday morning. I believe the NFC will be a tighter game because I think the teams are more even and obviously they can control the playing conditions with the dome and everything will be a little bit more equal. But I will say this, and part of the reason I would choose the AFC, even though I think the NFC might give us a better game, is simply this. If you stacked up all four teams and said, what would be the best story if this team wins the Super Bowl, whether it's the Pats, the Chiefs, the Rams, or the Saints, what would be the best story? And I think on the surface, it just feels like the best story at first blush. And I know, obviously, the majority of your view, uh, listeners would concur just because of where you're located. But I would say, on first blush, it would be the Chiefs. Because the idea that Mahomes could win the MVP Saturday night, February 2nd, and at 8.23, the very mm. next night, he could become a Super Bowl champion when he really even wasn't a dominant college quarterback and the whole story of that. But I'll tell you what. If I'm a headline-type writer, and the headline on February 3rd at 10 o'clock at night is, Pat's done sports world by winning Super Bowl. He's almost like, wait, 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 is that, wait, 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 did I just wake up from a 10-year coma? Pat's done world by winning Super Bowl. To me, because of their history and their eight straight title games and their Super Bowl victories, everything they've done, the notion that you can actually say the majority of not just casual fans that'll tune in February 3rd, but football fans like you and I and Trent and your listeners would absolutely be floored. If the Pats won the Super Bowl, considering the way this has gone, that, to me, makes the AFC game more compelling because no matter what, whether it's the Pats story of defying the odds or the Mahomes story of continuing the incredible, to me, one of those two storylines living on is the best story heading to the Super Bowl. It's a coin flip for me, but I think I can convince myself of either. But believe it or not, I'm leaning Pats. Well, interesting. You know, the storyline I'm looking forward to in 2019 is the demise of the New England Patriots and the Kansas Jayhawks in basketball. <laughs> we, we'll Don't see. hold your breath. I hear you. Hey, Zubin, good stuff as always. We'll talk to you a week from today at this time. Uh, you make our show better, Zubin. Thank you. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Zubin Mahente, former WOI uh, anchor worked under John Walters over there, mid-90s to the early, what did we call that decade, the aughts? The aughts, I think, is, yes, the correct vernacular for that. Uh, Zuba Mahente, now ESPN. Think about the uh, talent, TV talent we had in this market, right? Keith could have gone. Yes. Turned down ESPN. Chris Hassel was there. Now he's doing great stuff at CBS. Um, and Zuba Mahente. Think about that. Not too bad. Not too bad is right. A little Des Moines. Ready to throw a line in the water? I am. You're going to have to help me through this. You're not one. a big fisherman, are you? No, I'm. You didn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't find it relaxing to be out on a boat. With I like being a on a cooler boat. full of beer. That sounds good. Uh, some live bait. Yeah. Not a worm guy. We always had a puff. <laughs> well, right. Okay. Um. Maybe oh. that would maybe that would amp it up. See, my dad always made me go when I didn't want to. Like really? there'd be a game on, and I'm I don't want to go fishing. I want to watch the game, or I want to play. Mm-hmm. 
One of the one of the things I'll never forget about my dad and me taking me duck and goose hunting. Yeah, I couldn't sleep all night in anticipation of getting up at five a.m. I was so excited to go out with pops and to set some decoys, and we never got a thing. <laughs> we never. <laughs> I think we got. I think maybe once he got a mallard. I mean, and that's hard not to get anything up there, Trent. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. skies. There's clouds of birds. Never did, but it was just so fun. Anyway, so was um, my my uh, childhood in some respects. At the lake, anyways, was a Mountain Dew commercial. Yeah, and a rope swing, clear water. You could see the bottom. I'm on. That's why I wanted to have Ross in here. Kind of uh, got a little melancholy when I when we first came back here and I heard the Ballard spot and that fishing spot. I'm, man, oh man, that brings back some memories. And we're gonna throw a line in the water and spend five or six minutes on this spectacular opportunity that they seemingly do every year. And then Trent and I will get back and finish up strong with. Did you find the uh, ACC, tilt t- ACC tilt tonight? Top 10 matchups, still nothing. It's nine versus four, and there's no TV. Bizarre. I have to watch it on my in phone. 2019. You know, if you got that Chromecast set up, like I've told you for the last yeah, 40 years. But you've also told me the last 40 years you're going to come over to my house and do it. Have you ever showed up? I Well, every time I'm up in Ankeny calling a game, you don't even have a beer for me. So I said, the heck with it. games aren't over till 10. Uh, we'll uh, <laughs> uh, come back with Ross Peterson from the Fanatics, uh, 4 to 7, most days, 4 to 6. Anyways, they're on at 4. The uh, get out of here time varies from day to day. But Ross Peterson, Gent and I will do a little fishing conversation next. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. DKXNO. Or call them today, 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness, and tell them TC sent you. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. Hey, this is Natasha with Susan G. Komen. New year, new goals. Want to give back to your local community a little more this year while still having fun? Join us at Susan G. Komen, Greater Iowa, in the fight against breast cancer. You can start this February 9th when we partner with the Iowa Wild and turn the arena pink. Go to ComenGreaterIowa.org today for Pink in the Ring tickets and details. See you on the ice. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We are with you right up until noon. Well, I want to spend a few minutes before we get out of here and talk to uh, Ross Peterson. Of course, you know Petey from uh, the Fanatics, one of the two voices on your afternoon drive from four until, well, fill in the blank. It varies from day to day. Uh, but Petey, when I when it first came back and I heard that commercial for Ballard's, I'm thinking to myself, what a great trip. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. What a fun time. It's good to hear you through my headphones, man. Yeah, how about back, that, brings huh? brings back some memories. Yeah, who'd have thought, right? <laughs> yeah, right. No, this trip is amazing. We go up to uh, kind of near your old... So it's Lake ground, of the right? Woods? Yeah. Lake, so you grew up... On in, the Ontario side. We drive to um, uh, Morrison, Ontario, which is... So ba- you actually cross the border? Cross the border. We yeah. Dri- yeah, we drive ourselves up there for this yeah. trip. Yeah. Uh, there's a trip that Keith Kirkpatrick hosts on WHO that goes to the Minnesota side mm-hmm. and they take a bus up, they fish for three days. We drive to Canada, 
get on a boat. They take us to Black Island, and then we spend five days fishing. It's forty hours on a boat, but it's it's everything else, Ken. Right. Like it, the the scenery is amazing because mm-hmm. it's the middle of fall, and the mosquitoes are gone for the most part. Absolutely, I've never seen a bug in the five Come on, years. Really? I swear to you, in five years, I've never seen a bug flying. That that surprises me because it's nasty. Yeah, I mean that's the, the they're the size of birds up there. Honest to God, some in the in July. Um, so you have to get an Ontario fishing license. Yes, and then so basically get your passport, mm-hmm. get across the border. When we, which isn't as easy as you'd think. I mean, if you have a DUI, yeah, right? Pretty strict on all that. Yes, stuff, they are. So you, but you can call up there and find out. A lot of guys find out it's not as strict because. And I'm not insuing, uh, insinuating that you had one. By no, no, way. right? No, but if I had, it would be right. a problem. And th- and I think most guys that that do this they know that and that's you know it's kind of goes hand in hand like a lot of outdoors guys they do drink yes you know big part of this trip is we go up there Absolutely. we take a ton of liquor with right. us on the boat we have a well you can't drink in canada on what? a boat no no you can't have an when open, did that change you can't have an open container in canada we make up for it well of course right <laughs> we, we do what we can now are there are there cabins around no. this lake or is it's not like a lake where you know the family cabin would be right i mean there's cabins for the resort yeah or is there there's so the resort is all on one island they've got like eight cabins on that island then a main lodge that has big screen tv and we watch all this games and everything indoor there. plumbing oh yeah all Gotta indoor plumbing it, right? hot water all yeah. that um, and then, so there's 140,000 islands on the lake. There's only about 300 of them that actually have structures on them. So you'll, while you're fishing, you'll pass hundreds, if not thousands, of uninhabited islands and then pull up on one in the middle of nowhere that's mm. got a little grandma and grandpa shack. And, yeah, you can spend 20 minutes just thinking wow. about living there and yeah. escaping everything. So, so do you get sick of ca- – is this one of these places – because I've been to a couple of lakes where – after a while, you get sick of reeling in a fish. Believe it or not, yeah. it happens, right? It, it does. And it, it the only time we move is because we're sick of catching fish. Wow. I mean, very rarely. If you're at a spot for 10 minutes and you haven't caught a fish, mm-hmm. the guides are going to move you and get you on fish. So, uh, d- walleye, obviously. Walleye. Is that your best fight? Would you rather catch a northern or a walleye? I love northern. Do they're, you? Yep, they're bigger. Yeah. I love eating them. I don't mind cleaning them. But you them. know right off the bat if you got a walleye because he's diving to the bottom with that jig in its And mouth. the northerns will run, run. on you. Yeah, yes. they go back and forth, and the, mm-hmm. the walleye's going to try to fight you straight down. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know all about it, man. Like, that's how I grew up. Then you go up there, and then you get the perch. If you're really lucky, you See, I was like never into those. Because they're little? Yeah, I, and a lot of people would rather eat them. Now, um, for a shore lunch, which I'm guessing you guys do every day, yeah, right? Yep, almost. Is, it's got to be just... Because I don't like eating northern. There's too many bones. Yeah, and they and they won't clean northern on that. Do you throw them the, back? Yes, for yeah, the most good. part. And then the, they'll let you take a couple of them home because you have a higher limit on the northern. But with the walleyes, like, we'll catch a fish at 1130, Ken, and you'll be eating it at noon. I know. It, it's Fresh just, fish, yeah, right, right out on one of those islands and that it you would imagine. different, doesn't it? Does. It does. It absolutely does. It's never frozen, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, alive, killed, mm-hmm. and fried. Right. So how many days if you're gonna if you're gonna make this commitment because that's what it is it's what is it seven day you'll leave on what day and be back in Des Moines on what day we will leave this year on a Tuesday which okay. is kind of weird and then we'll be back the following Monday so it's so you miss a one weekend day. of football for the most and part and this year we're actually going to be gone that bye week for the Hawkeyes nice. so, the so last, you wouldn't miss sound off at all right last two years I missed Penn State and Wisconsin. But you guys do sound off during bye weeks, which I'm guessing you're looking forward to not having to come in and do that particular day. I'll be all right with that this year. Yeah, no, I understand how that goes. (laughs)
Well, that's what. So, how do people? Um, I, I mean, we've heard the commercials. Uh, that's why when I first heard the yeah. commercial, I thought, "Wow, what a great time!" I want to have you want to talk about it. So, well, I'm glad you did. Thank you for yeah. Me so, on. how do how, what uh, what do people do if they're interested? You can either go to the website blackisland.com, mm-hmm. or you can give them a call two one eight six three four nineteen ninety six. The fact that Bruno is on this trip has enhanced this thing greatly. Because really, it, we have amazing beer that we're drinking up there. And it's just a party. I mean, that when we show up on the island, mm-hmm. the guys are looking. The guides and the guy that runs the island—they're so looking forward to our group showing up <laughs> really? because we are—we have so much fun that week. So you bring beer across. You don't—you don't rely on the Canadian beer. You bring—you no. bring your own beer. Absolutely, and we really? we will pay the tax because first of all, yeah. you get horrible selection once you cross the border. Yeah, it's it's Labatt's or it's mostly yeah, Canadian Molson, or right? OV or <laughs> right right or forty dollars for a Bud Light I case. I know. And so we buy our beer. Syntax, we pay the that's tax. what they call it, syntax. But I'm, you know what? I mean, gas is really expensive. Cigarettes, if you smoke, or alcohol, if you drink. But you can go to the after, you can go to the hospital in the afternoon, have brain surgery, and walk out with no bill. <laughs> True story. The cigarettes is an interesting one. I don't smoke, mm-hmm. but the guys that do, when you buy a pack of cigarettes in Canada, it doesn't have a Surgeon General's warning on it. No, they scare the crap out of you. It has an actual picture yes. of like. A, this could be you. Yeah, a person dying of lung disease. Right. The, it, or or opened up black lungs. It's way worse than a Surgeon well, you, General's right. warning. Well, you've seen some of those commercials, right, where the people that chew tobacco. Yeah. And they, that's what they do. They scry, try and scare the, <laughs> the life out of you for that. Um, so anyways, well, good to see you. Thank you for having me. In, no, I really, listen, really appreciate it. I look forward to doing this, uh, like I say, since I heard the spot. Are you guys full? Are you still, is it filling up? I, I was going to call Gary right before we came on to see how close we were because I know that we were about halfway And how many there. people go? How many people yeah, will go with you? now we can get 20. They mm-hmm. keep adding cabins and they keep adding to it. So we've gone from like 16 to 20, I think, is our, our limit now. And we've got a group of about 8 or 10 that are returners. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually five people from Wisconsin that have joined us over the years, and we honestly have How that they much find fun. You? They were we didn't fill up, yeah. So they would just happen to buy into ah, the week, nice. and then it was like, I mean, we real. It's I'm not trying to hype it up that much. We have that much fun that if you go on this trip, you're gonna want to go back. We're, day three, guys are booking for the next year. No kidding. It's just fantastic now do you get are you do you have to rely on cbc canadian tv because i can we got one channel but it was before satellite now he's got satellite up there you don't get espn because you get what do they call it up there it's like the tsn tsn thank Mm -hmm. you it's the same thing it's the same thing and then we get so we watch every game i mean yeah we watch every nfl game we watch well hockey hockey season hadn't started that's why you get that's a big part of it up Mm -hmm. there and they yeah you might not like that ken because they uh the guys on the island they consider hockey a cult well, trust me, it is. It's all that we have. Um, you know, it really is. Hey, good to see you, buddy. Thanks, um, buddy. What do you guys it, have today? Anything you want to promote from 4 at 4 o'clock? Yeah. What are you, what are you and Chris you, doing? Because you're right. You remember how this works. Sometimes we're on until 7. Sometimes we're on until 4.30. <laughs> well, I was only on ever till 6, <laughs> as you know, because I would tape whatever I did today, so I get out at 6. Today, we are on until 6 o'clock, because Trent takes over at 6 o'clock. You yes. Got, was it Waukee Dowling? Waukee Dowling. Okay. Girls, oh, boys, nice. doubleheader tonight. All right. So on the we'll, radio side, too, right? Not yes. just dot .com. Yes. Absolutely. Good. So we'll sign off at 6 o'clock, which means we push Cyclone Insider up from 5 to 6. Chris is knocking that out mm-hmm. in, uh, in my office right now. Do you now get that hour off, though? Yeah, so I'll be done at 5. Nice. Stansbury's going to come in here. I got Rob Howe joining me at 4.30. Perfect. Like, 
day's done, dude. Nice. Fun day. Those yeah. are fun ones. Good to see you, Petey. Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, no, no problem at all. All right, Trent Condon. Uh, we still haven't found the uh, ACC tilt tonight. Watch it on your iPad. Watch it on your iPad. We'll be back tomorrow. A lot of Iowa, Iowa State. Cappy's going to be here. It's Wednesday. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes stats possible. Thanks to Blair Kirkhoff, Rob Doster, Zubin Mahente, and... Ross Peterson, who you can hear at 4. You can hear Murph and Andy at 2. Morning Rush tomorrow morning at 6. Miller and Condon join you at 10. Thanks for being here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.